Welcome to Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Each week, we explore down and dirty ways to stop awfulizing, catastrophizing, going down the rabbit hole, and moving through all the craziness that is happening right now. We're here to create a community of like-minded people as we give you tips, tricks, and techniques for keeping sane in an unhinged world. And now, here are your hosts, Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Hey, everybody. This is Scott Grossberg, one of your co-hosts for the podcast, Keeping Your Shit Together in a Stressed World. And I'm here with my co-host, Michelle Post. Hello, Michelle. Hello, Scott. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us. So are, are you getting this nasty weather? I know you're in Florida. We, we had a storm mm, go through pretty. yesterday and today, um, and it's been a bit, a miserably cold here in California. Mm. it's definitely cold and there's raining off and on, but no major storm. You surviving out there? Yeah, we are. It's it just, it's been gentleman's garden. It, my my <laughs> gen, gentleman's garden. My gentleman, my gentleman farmer uh, is saying my trees love the water, but the ground is so saturated oh. that um, we're just, matter of fact, we've got uh, one particular tree that I think is starting to lean because oh. the ground is so saturated. It's too soft and saturated. Yeah, uh. so um, actually the gardener is here today looking at it. Uh, so okay. other, 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 <laughs> than that, other than that, we're fine. I mean, it's frosty where I am. I'm outside Los Angeles and up in the foothills. So mm -hmm. uh, we, it's cold enough to have frost on the ground. Mm -hmm. And for my dogs to go outside and not know what it is enough that they go outside and do their business and go, I don't want to be on this. This is cold. Put me back in the house. <laughs> so spoiled. <laughs> oh, they are absolutely 100% spoiled dogs. You had, uh, what did you call it? A princess, a designer baby? Oh, my granddaughter. To tell people about your designer baby. I'm so curious about how your designer baby birthday party for your granddaughter went this weekend. So it was... Uh, our youngest granddaughters, or as I call them, my great grand, my great bat babies. Yes. My, my great, sorry, my grand bat babies. Your grand um, bat babies. My grand bat babies. <laughs> um, she uh, just just turned one, uh -huh. and uh, how do I describe this? It was. It, <laughs> well it, from the pictures it was quite the production it was a production yeah it was it For, was mm -hmm. it was uh, a wizard of oz theme and my wife put together this most amazing we let the the kids have the party at our house because we've got the uh scotland grove so right. uh through the grove were the various characters from the wizard of oz and uh, <laughs> all, all of them life size and you have a future in set design well no. <laughs> <laughs> because i saw the heads of the the straw man and the tin man yeah oh, it, 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 they turned out really Scarecrow cool the, tin the whole thing yes. turned out really cool but um it you know i don't know that people realize how much work it is not only when it's your home but uh -huh. just just the whole logistic thing with it because it was you know, there were kids and there were adults there. So there was a giant castle, Wizard of Oz castle. Bouncy house. house. <laughs> there, they, you know, there were balloon arches. There was a photo wall. Wow. Uh, there was a photo a, wall. <laughs> there was a, a bar. Well, yeah, it was the whole Wizard of Oz thing. You could take your picture in, in Oz. Um, <laughs> come on, Michelle, get up to speed with designer babies. Um, oh. there, there, oh. Our... our daughter set up a uh, a bar area that had this giant sign on it that said drink up witches um, <laughs> so there was a whole you know wicked witch thing and, and i gotta tell you what was even more hilarious was mm -hmm. the bounce house she had gotten the legs of the wicked witch of the west uh -huh. the shoes on it and she stuck those coming out from under the bounce house uh -huh. it was it actually looked pretty cool uh -huh. so and then uh, the little one uh had uh, literally full Dorothy and Toto, the full Dorothy costume that she wore during the party. And wow. Was, and then uh, my wife turned her high chair. Do you remember the uh, 
the hot air balloon that the wizard floats away on at the very yes. end. Yes. I want you to imagine the hot air balloon. <laughs> no. And the, and the basket was the high chair. Oh, yeah. Because I'm the one that, that I don't know if my parents messed me up or did me right. I'm the one that lettered. Yes. I'm the one that lettered the balloon. So it said State Fair on it, <laughs> Omaha. The wizard was from <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska. Um, and it was floating above the high chair. Oh. Uh, just in time for her and then uh, to to do her, oh, God, what do they call it? Smash cake. Do you know what a smash cake is? So for, uh, so for I a one-year-old, for a one year old, they put their hand in the cake. Well, so you would think it would just be because they're going to smash it, right? Yeah. Um, her, <laughs> other, her other grandma um, made the smash cake and it was the full-blown four characters in 3D going through to the castle cake oh. i mean we're talking unbelievably freaking gorgeous oh. cake and the talent and gloria just destroyed the whole thing so that was her that was the party it was and it went for a very long time okay so i and there was a food and there was a food truck and it was pretty i've had food. a food truck at the best party i ever threw had a taco truck i have to tell you yeah but but back to your I think you need to read those those um decorations and set design were so extravagant and extraordinary. I think you need to recycle them for like next New Year's Eve and that's make exactly, like a Wizard of Oz. That's what we've talked for about for your be, anniversary. Be, because <laughs> you put too uh, much work. Well, I'm I'm gonna tell you actually what wound up happening. I have no, I'm not gonna tell you yet. Okay. I was going to it go dressed. I was going continued. to to be continued. I was going to go dressed as something else. I want to compliment a company though, oh. um, and I have no affiliation with them. And I know a lot of people will will take offense at what I'm about to say. Oh, but I am so impressed with Amazon right now. Oh, are you? Um, and okay. what, what happened was that for the party, and I ordered it well in advance. Uh -huh. um, I ordered a T-shirt. It's, uh -huh. black. it's black duh. duh. Um, it's black but it says on it my wife actually found it flying monkey whisperer okay. and then there's a little logo of a monkey on it how much okay. better could this be right for scott yes. the flying for monkey scott. whisperer yes and then my wife wound up getting some other t-shirts wizard of oz t-shirts that she was going to pick which one she wanted um uh, my favorite by the way was uh, imagine uh the wicked witch of the west's look right yes but then it says west question mark honey it's all directions for me <laughs> so it, anyway it, 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 it was cute. make a long story short i'm tracking this thing because it's still not here oh and it was not only my t-shirt it was my wife's t-shirt for the party oh, oh. i'm tracking it's not here and then finally the day before the party it shows up literally in the facility that the, the the Amazon facility next to us. Oh. And then gets shipped to Mission Viejo. Okay. Instead of our house. Okay. I, yeah. So and then I get a note, <laughs> then I get a notice from Amazon, the typical one. We're sorry, your your shipment's been delayed. It's delayed. Uh it'll be here February 2nd. It's like <laughs> it's a little late. I got a hold of customer service online, yes. by the way. Yes, yes. And explained to them. And yes. first of the the initial guy was just yes. marvelous. He said, I'm so sorry that this has happened. Let me see what I can do. And yeah. I explained to him what was going on and that the party was happening. He said, you know, this is beyond what I can do. Let me put you in touch with the next person up. Uh-huh. I get her on the line and I'm explaining to her. I said, this is my granddaughter's first birthday. birthday. And here's the theme and we need these shirts. And she honest, she wrote back and she said, you're going to make me cry. She oh. said, I am so sorry this has happened. Mm. She said, I can see exactly what happened with the routing. Let me see if I can expedite this. Okay. And she, long time went by and she gets back on in touch with me. And she said, there, she said, the system will not let me reroute oh. what's going on. She said, I, I just apologize. She says, let's issue you a credit. I mean, you know, all the typical customer service yeah. stuff. She yeah. said, but I'm going to uh, um, not expedite. I'm going to elevate this to the next level as well. Okay. okay. And she said, but in the meantime, she said, I'm I am sorry. so sorry. And I'm sitting with this and I've read what you wrote. And she said, I, there's nothing I can do. 
I know. She said, it'll be there February 2nd, <laughs> but we're going to give you a credit. I went, okay. I mean, they were all so nice. Oh, that's And good. then she, and she said, but we're going to keep a record of this. We're going to put it in your thing. And she says, I'm going to uh, elevate it to the next level and see what can happen. Okay. The party comes around Saturday morning. I get a different thing together that I'm going to do. Carolyn gets a different thing together that she's going to do. And yes. I get an I get an email from Amazon. The party is at noon. She said, it said, your package will be here at 10 o'clock. It was like, what? Wow. Now they updated it and they said, we're running a little behind. <laughs> It'll be there at 1045. <laughs> and? At 1130. Yes. An Amazon guy showed up at the door because now the front yard, see what you didn't see, Michelle, the front yard. Uh -huh, was the front yard. I want was, pictures. The front yard was decorated. <laughs> uh, so there was a sign out there that said storm cellar, no, vac <laughs> no vacancy. Um, and and Car Carolyn designed it like the black and white version of the movie so that it was literally where the tornado wow. had touched down, including the cow in the tree. <laughs> we had, there was we had, a cow in your tree? There was a freaking pig pen. There was, I mean, you name it, right? She, oh, I, it, so too uh, or too much so the the amazon <laughs> delivery guys at the front door and he's looking around at the pig <laughs> he's looking around at the pig pan he's looking around at the tumbleweed it's like have i gone to oz <laughs> and i opened the door i opened the door because i knew he was there and and uh he said i assume i'm at the right house <laughs> and hands me a package of four t-shirts i gotta hand it to them they did they wow. pulled it off and i okay. got hold, and, and i got and to, to now put icing on the cake i got a hold of amazon after the fact and told them obviously the package had been there but i said i really want to compliment um everybody on the way they handled it i don't know how to do that right mm -hmm, you can rate mm -hmm. the product you can rate the delivery guy but there's mm -hmm. no way to there's no way to rate the customer, rate your service. customer service and i mm -hmm. said i just is there a way for me to do that and the guy that i had then said yes i'm going to put that in the file thank you it'll go down on our review of things and he says by the way i'm still giving you the credit so oh that's awesome you know, I, you know as much as you hear about amazon i was I really impressed about the way they pulled this off i'm glad that worked out for you i uh on a totally different note i we had so much fun on our last um podcast about life lessons from the kitchen the kitchen that, yeah. that i uh i told brian my partner you gotta skip ahead and and catch up because he, he's an avid listener but i was like this was a really fun episode and he comes so you know then i forget about it and so like i don't know three days go by and he comes in and he goes that was a really fun episode but what's wrong with scott he has no taste he orders everything burnt burnt <laughs> my steaks <laughs> Yeah, everything is burnt. I like beef turkey. And we're going to New Orleans and you had made a restaurant recommendation to us. And he's like, yeah. we're not going to that restaurant. <laughs> That's funny. And I was like, but Carolyn said, you know. Oh, yeah. Too. No, it's a, it's a... <laughs> so anyway, but Brian says his love, his, sends his love, but well, that was fine. just a really funny, <laughs> funny comment. Does, does but, Brian like beef jerky? Uh, not as much as too, exactly yes, there you go I, that's the difference my the reason why he's like didn't you notice and why didn't you say anything because when we were recording that episode I didn't get a chance to say this but my father's mother my grandmother on his side was such a terrible cook that she cooked everything burnt and so burnt food tasted like home to all my dad's brothers and sisters. Oh, how funny. And in fact, his very successful, I just love his uncle, uh, my uncle Clayton, my uncle Clayton, who was named after my other grandfather on the other side. Anyway, uncle Clayton has died. But when I would go out to a restaurant with uncle Clayton, I kid you not, fancy steakhouse, he would order. They'd say, how do you want your steak cooked? And he'd say, burnt. There you go. Uncle, you know, like I'm the medium rare, rare person. So anyway, it's like, uh, he's like, I want it burnt. And they go burnt. You mean, well, no burnt. <laughs> I, I, I went to one. It I wasn't went to, burnt enough. Did you ever, when you were living here and then we need to go on to the show, but did, I know. when, when <laughs> you were out here, today. Did, did you ever go to a restaurant called Pinnacle Peaks? Peaks. No. So no. 
I went into this restaurant. This is a place where you'd go in, and if you wore a tie, they cut it off and put it on the wall oh, on the ceiling. Yes, you've told me about them. Yes. Well, I went into this restaurant once and ordered the steak like I usually get it. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Everybody else got their food. Yes. And then they delivered a literal cowboy boot on my plate. <laughs> a piece of leather. A piece of leather. They said, you, you wanted it? There it is. And it's like, really? So, oh, that's hysterical. Good I could tell I could tell you food stories like the one time <laughs> I, the one time I was in Boston and outside in on my naivety, the sign outside said live lobster. Yeah. And I, of course, I was much younger, but I said to the waiter, could I get mine dead? <laughs> I don't want it live. You were being honest. I was. And he looked at me a little weird. And of course, they then brought out a live lobster to me. Oh, um, I did not know that I was going to nearly pee my pants while we record today. All right. <sighs> on, well, well, so on to today's episode. And this, this today's episode, Are yes. You an Innie or an Audi, was actually na- <laughs> named by Brian. Named by Brian, yes. But I, but mm-hmm. came about because I asked a question of Michelle uh, as yes. a therapist, and that mm-hmm. was, is it possible that mm-hmm. someone who identifies as an introvert mm-hmm. could actually be an extrovert? Mm-hmm. And one thing led to another. And so that's yes. why we're here. And I don't know, are you... Actually, you one of our listeners who heard that episode said, could you do a whole episode on introverts and extroverts? And so, you know, we really do take your suggestions seriously. So (laughs) do you feel comfortable at least explaining what an introvert and an extrovert are? Yes. And I'm going to do so through a question and answer process. So a little bit different. Okay. So first I want to talk about some myths, because obviously if we myth bust, you'll get to know the truth. So I'm going to just say, Scott, uh, true or false, introverts are shy, whereas extroverts are outgoing. True. False. Shyness does not define the difference between an introvert or an extrovert. It actually can exist in both types and it can be absent in both types. So, um, so there's our first myth bust. Okay. It's not a crazy. I was pa- I was painfully shy as a kid. Mm-hmm. Painfully shy. Uh-huh. Now, what about this one? Um, only extroverts like to socialize. True. False. Introverts do tend to like more time alone, and that allows them to be fully present and to enjoy themselves with their friends when they socialize. So the level, the amount, and the size of the group may be different between an introvert and an extrovert's presence, but both types of people enjoy socializing. So I've got to tell, again, I'm going to just add a little annotation here. Uh Sometimes it's a lot of work for me in groups. It's not that I can't do it. It's not that I can't perform, but it's a lot of work. I, we're going to really get here somewhere today, Scott. This is interesting. So, um, true or false, introverts are socially awkward. Oh, absolutely true. Uh, false. <laughs> Damn it. So, social awkwardness doesn't define introversion. Social anxiety is kind of what we're talking about with social awkwardness. That's a real type of anxiety that can be diagnosed, treated, and overcome. Whereas introversion is a preference or a personality type. It's not abnormal. Fifty percent of the population is introverted in the U.S. Um, it's not something to be treated or diagnosed or to take away, but in fact, the chances that someone is dealing with an actual mental illness or a diagnosable issue is not related at all to introvert or extroversion. They're equally. Wait a minute. Are you just telling me that I have a, I have a mental problem? <laughs> um, if you have social anxiety that you need to work on, that's, that's a pretty normal mental health issue. Yes. Um, (laughs) but it has nothing to do with introverts or extroverts. Got it. Okay. So introverts are risk avoidant, true or false? Oh, that one. I don't know. I am risk avoidant, but I don't know. See, now I've always identified as an introvert Uh and I am risk avoidant. So the answer would be yes for Scott. (laughs) Okay. So fears and desires are not a part of differentiating between introversion or extroversion. 
both types can have fears or desires and what those fears or desires are, are very personal. So it is, it is not actually true that introverts are more or less risk avoidant than extroverts. Okay. Yeah. So extroverts are happier than introverts, true or false. Ooh. I got to tell you, I don't think that's true. Yeah, you're right. It's false. Sadness really comes from acting like someone you're not or pressuring yourself to be something you're not or criticizing yourself for being something you're not. There's no difference in life satisfaction studies on introverts or extroverts. What What is true is when people feel like they are being false or disingenuine or pressuring themselves to be something. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Not. It's interesting that you say that because again, just using my own anecdotal uh, stuff, I am perfectly happy being alone, working on my stuff, doing my thing. Um, I don't get bored and I don't feel lonely uh, mm-hmm. with very mm-hmm. rare exception. Um, mm-hmm. I feel completely alive on a stage doing the mm-hmm. show, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's getting there. Yeah. <laughs> that, getting that, there. Is, that is the work. Yeah. Right? Getting yeah. onto the stage is the yes. work. Moving yes, out relate. of move, moving out of my cave to the outside <laughs> world is, is the work. But yes. um yeah, I'm I'm happy wherever I am because um I'm you know, we've talked about pain and pleasure, that dichotomy. I'm all about seeking pleasure. So mm-hmm. so now I'm gonna have like you and anyone listening today um to this to kind of take a little survey. So oh my it, God, I didn't know this was going to be this kind of session today. Uh-huh, okay, go it for is, it. It is real practical stuff. So do people describe you as being talkative and outgoing? A, yeah. or reserved and private? B. Oh, now it's A. It was okay. B. It was B. So if you said A, write down A, because you're going to need to count these up. If you said B, write down B. Okay. I didn't know I was going to have to write. Hold on. Okay. A. <laughs> okay. Do you prefer to be in a fast paced environment? A. Or prefer a slower pace with time for contemplation? Oh, A. Absolutely. A. A. Okay. Do you tend to like to work ideas uh, out with others and think out loud? Or do you tend to think about things through inside your head and then speak? The latter. So is that B? That's B. So that's a B for you. A is working ideas out loud with others or thinking out loud. Um, Do you enjoy being the center of attention? That's A. Or would you rather observe others than be the center of attention? That's B. Well, if we're going to be honest, I've got to say A. Okay. So A. It's okay. Okay, a couple of a couple of other things. Where do you prefer to focus your attention? These are all going to be about character characteristics of where you prefer to uh, focus your attention. So, do you tend to attune to the external environment and what's going on around you, or do you tend to attune to your inner world um, and what's going on inside? B. B. Okay, so that's a B for you. Um, do you have a preference for communicating by talking? That's A versus communicating in writing. That's Oh, B. my goodness. I don't know that I can distinguish those two. Uh-huh. Um, it's on a continuum. So if you like talking 51% well, I do public. The, prob- the-, the problem is I write and I do public speaking. Um, you do both. But I'm going to uh-huh. tell you I'm leaning towards B. Okay. Right. The writing. Okay. Um, Do you tend to work out your initial or final ideas by talking through them or be reflecting on them? No, B. B. Okay. Next one. Do you learn best through doing or discussing versus learning best by reflection and mentally practicing? B. B. Okay. Do you have a broad level of interests or focus in depth on the interests you have, which usually are, are few? Yeah, that's easy. A. Okay. Do you find yourself to be socially sociable and expressive, or do you tend to find yourself as private and contained? 
Can I be private and contained in a social setting? <laughs> yes, then your preference uh, would be B. <laughs> um, it, it, say them to me again. Okay. Do you prefer to be um, sociable and expressive, or do you tend to be in a private contained space? Yeah, I'd say B. Okay, B. And then last one, do you readily take initiative in work and in relationships? Or B, do you take initiative when the situation or the issue is really important to you only? So it's more rare to no, take A. initiative. A. A. Okay. So now count up your A's and your B's. This is not a perfect, this is a snap. So I didn't give you the whole exam, but I wanted to give you an idea. All right. Five A's, six B's. Okay. Okay. So my last question is after spending time with people, do you feel energized or do you need time alone to recharge? Oh, <laughs> I have, I, I've so learned how to um, modify what I do so mm -hmm. that I'm but without that training, I would be exhausted around people. Okay. So you'd be more of a B. Yeah. But you can't. Okay. And then I would say like another question just for, that I use as a diagnostic tool. Um, so let's say you're invited to a large party. Oh, um, see, I can already say, feel it, right? Oh. <laughs> let's say you're in, uh, and, and, and I, I say to you, oh, I say to you, Scott, um, I, oh, I went to a large party over the weekend. In your mind, how many people is a large party? Um, Scott in his overactive imagination would say 150, uh -huh. 200 okay. people. So a large party to an introvert is five, 15 people. 20 is getting really big. To an extrovert, a large party is 50 or more. Mm, well, okay. okay. So okay. basically, I'm now split between all of these. <laughs> and then the other thing that I use diagnostically, let me see, there's one more. Uh, introvert, extrovert. Do you think before you speak or do you talk out loud? That was kind of covered by some of the other ones. Thinking before you speak is an introvert, that's B. Talking out loud and figuring it out is an extrovert. That's A. Yeah, I do not talk out loud. And I. Okay. <laughs> you think before you speak. Okay. I, 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 I do. A lot of my stuff is very reflective. It's very quiet. Just leave me alone. Let me focus. Okay. Uh, my wife will tell you, I kind of bip off and go into my own world. And it's like nothing exists. I can work in uh, the middle of complete uh -huh. turmoil and noise and it won't, won't even face it me. It won't. Okay. No. What about if you're talking and someone interrupts you, do you see that as a sign of engagement or a sign of their lack of interest in what you're saying? If I do it, it's engagement. If they do it, it's rude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Introverts often feel when they're interrupted that what they were saying was not important yeah. or interesting and extroverts see it as a sign of engagement. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 again, depending on how it's done, I will tell you, I do like that engagement part of it. So I'm yeah. good. I'm good with the, you and I do this, right? Yeah. I, I, I'm yeah. good with it. It's and, our whole I, show. Mm -hmm. and by the way, I have been told many times that I interrupt and I don't actually see it that way. It's an engagement thing. <laughs> it's hysterical. I don't really see it that way either, but, um, but I've been taught that by my introverted counterparts that you know, oh, in so in society, in the U.S. society, um, school and our childhood and our culture reinforces and pushes people towards extroversion. So if you think about it, you might get graded for participation in class. Oh, were they engaged? Did they raise their hand? Well, if an introvert sees 15 to 15, 15 to 20 people as a really large party. Imagine an introvert raising their hand to volunteer an answer that could yeah. or could not be wrong in front of a group of 30. Like our classroom sizes are easily 20 to 30. You go on to college and you've got 50 to 100 to 350 people in class. 
And that is a very exhausting experience for an introvert. And they tend to not raise their hands in those settings. Um, so society also, uh, when we look at uh, bosses who you work for and, you know, oh, were you present in the meeting? Did you come up with ideas? Can you think on your feet? Those are all extrovert qualities. And an introvert can be graded as uninterested, um, can be seen as a not, not creative enough when, in fact, if you just give an agenda for the meeting a few days in advance for an introvert, they can know what's coming and start to form their brain around what's coming and, and be able to participate. Which, by the um, way, is something I do. I like to plan ahead. I want to mm -hmm. know how many people are going to be there or what we've got going. I mean, mm -hmm. we've talked about this before where uh, even for Christmas and the holidays, I would sneak in and look at the presents, rewrap them after I open them. Um, because if I didn't do that, my, imagina <laughs> my imagination would take off and, um, and then I'd be disappointed on the back end. So it's a way yes. of managing my own expectations yes. uh, as well. Mm -hmm. One of our live... Um, attendees today asked, can an introvert be heroic and put themselves out there enough to be considered an ambivert? And I would say, yes, I would say I am an ambivert. I've, I thought I was an extrovert for a long time. I'm so energetically depleted after being with people now and being in private practice now that I am definitely an ambivert. And, and so I think I'm, let me interrupt for a minute. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I, 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 at least we make fun of it. And, and I, I think it's exactly the opposite. I think I was introvert, but have gradually learned yeah. to put myself out there. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, uh, introverts or extroverts can rise above their own kind of discomfort levels to be of service, to be a teacher, to share their personal examples in a, in a setting that can be of help to other people. Um, you know, like a lot of nurses are into my, my partner, Brian, he's a nurse, he's an introvert. We were at, um, Disney world and a man collapsed. It was like a hot day and a, and a man collapsed. And he just like, not only was an EMT, like you had in your past, but he's also done ICU and nursing and blah, blah, blah. So he just like ran over. Now, <laughs> if I told him, honey, there's a group of people over there, go talk to them. He'd be like, <laughs> I'm not going to go talk to those people. Yeah. Like, why would I do that? But in an emergency, man, this, this man will jump to an emergency uh, stance at any point. So uh, also quite a few actors and public speakers and politicians are introverted. It really has nothing to do with shyness. Introverts tend to listen more than they talk. Um, and they feel they have to manage their energy, like maybe, um, oh, in a, in a crowded room, instead of like flitting around and talking to everybody, they'll kind of wave to everybody and go to an edge of the room and meet a couple people and hang there the whole night yeah. because that's how they're managing their energy. And I do it's, that, by the way, and, and for this listener that asked this question, I just want to say, when you ask about can an introvert be heroic, save and accept for, I think, Iron Man and Aquaman, every <laughs> superhero, I think, is an introvert. Probably. I, mean, I, I can tell you Batman is. Yeah, Batman Bru Bru is. There's Bruce Wayne and Batman, and even as Batman, while he's heroic, yeah. uh, there's that whole very reserved, mysterious, hang back, yeah. you know, I it just let me go to my cave and please don't drag me out thing. But yes. I, but we will rise to the occasion. Everybody in the justice league will tell you we mm -hmm. will rise to the occasion if someone else needs help. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, I don't know that that happens uh, in a self-care way, by the right, way. Right, right. To help others, right? I've always told yeah, Michelle, to we joke, yes. I've always told Michelle, right? Chivalry is not dead for Scott and I'll be a knight in shining armor and I will go out there and do those things. Um, whereas it's a different attitude when it's, you know, the spotlight is turned the other direction. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, you know, what, one of the powers of introversion that I wanted to share with people is introverts can be concise with their words because they think about how they want to say things. 
they use less words to say things and they're very articulate in writing more than speaking. And so one of the powers of an introvert, if you're out there, is to encourage them to use their writing skills, to think about writing articles or a book or, you know, that kind of thing versus speaking, speaking, speaking. If if speaking is fine, many introverts are excellent speakers because they practice so much and they really drill down to the message that they want to deliver so they can make a concise message very articulately. Um, But it just takes so much energy. Introverts give their energy to other people. Extroverts take energy from other people. So an extrovert can become very sad and depleted if they, like during the pandemic, if they spend too much time alone, my, my extroverted clients did not do well. They were so isolated. It was very stifling for them, but my introverted clients kind of thrived because they got to let go of a lot of the things that they felt pressured. We joked about this this when I said I was born for this. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, you know, Scott, you may be an, an amnivert, um, because it is so positively reinforced in our society. I mean, think about it. You were a trial attorney, but again, it's, you had to gear up. I had to, for gear that. Up, but that was the thing I had to gear up. It was all, it, it was yeah. a lot of work. Yes. And I will tell you the scariest thing in here behind the scenes, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, one of the scariest things for me as part of trial was when they would bring in the jury pool. Uh, right. I could walk into the my, my standard MO, by the way, I'd walk in the courtroom early. Bailiff yeah. would let me in. I would scope the place out. I'd walk around every place in there, get to know how I felt in the room and where it was located and et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh. Um, and I would then adopt that mindset. Again, pardon my language, but my mindset, I own this place. Your ass is mine. And I adopted that uh-huh. as a way of coping with the situation. Then the judge would come in, the other lawyer would come in and I would do my thing and everything was fine until we had to stand up and dozens of people, complete strangers were brought in waiting for voir dire where I would Mm -hmm. have to talk to them Mm -hmm. and get to know them and communicate and connect with them. Um, And it was just I, I to this day I still remember the first jury I ever had show up and in my inside was going oh fuck what am I doing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I got really good at it though I mean mm-hmm. I learned it it was but again it was practice and etc um right. the uh, the listener asked is an extrovert like an energy vampire they can to be their I can negative. Tell you, mm-hmm. I can tell you that from personal experience there are people you just around that you walk away and you go oh my god what the hell was that yeah (laughs) you feel like you've been hit by it you you, right you feel like you've been now again there are techniques that that i've that i have learned at least that you can shield that right and you don't let that transfer happen yeah but um but i would say that's an unhealthy extrovert that's like healthy extroverts don't want to hurt other people with their excitement about being around other people they they likewise think other people are like them and also being excited about being around other people and they know how to not suck all the air out of the room and talk the whole time but to want to know what's important to you and to invite you into the conversation an unhealthy extrovert would be like a narcissist where I've got to be the center of the room. You don't get a word in edgewise and I'm going to take, take, take your energy. You know, one, one little tip, I, I just want to use this for the, for the introverts and ambiverts in the, uh, in the listening audience that one thing to remember first rule of vampires, right? First yeah. rule of vampires is they cannot cross the threshold unless you invite them in. Yes. Yes, they have to be invited. And so they they can be an energy vampire that they don't have to inflict that on you unless you invite them in. Right, right. So it's boundaries, folks. It is. Uh, They can be charming though. Like sometimes I just, you know, I'm in a good mood and I go to a social event, I'm talking to somebody and suddenly I feel like this pull on my energy and I, I, I have to go, wait, 
and invite this person in. What's up, what's going on here? And then I have to drop the, the barrier and I've got to go to the restroom and I need a drink and, oh, I need to say hi to somebody, you know, so pull your, as soon as you're aware, pull yourself away and put those boundaries up. <laughs> Because they can, you know, if you're in a happy mood, you know, you're out of the grocery store, you're chatting with the grocery clerk. Next thing you know, the grocery clerk has just told you their whole life story and you're giving them money to help their children. And, you know, like some boundaries have been crossed. So, Michelle, what do you think? Is, is the way that you are as a kid? So, again, for me, we've talked before about I used to hide under the bed. I didn't feel like I belonged here. The whole yeah. world was strange and I was the weird one, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Is, is how you were as a kid? an indication of introvert versus extrovert? Uh, not necessarily, right? Because um, you could be an extrovert and grow up in, you could be, na your natural temperament could be an extrovert and you could grow up in a society that's very stifling, you know, um, that is about conformity. And then you don't feel like you can be yourself. You just have to express the, in interests and beliefs of everyone around you. So this is for more of our international clients than in the US where there's, you know, I, I wish more people would be quiet in the US. Um, <laughs> but also you could grow up in, um, in a family where children are to be seen and not heard. And you could naturally be an extrovert and get that stifled from inappropriate discipline, belittling, emotional abuse. So it's, it's not necessarily the environment has an effect on how you express it, but you're born with your temperament. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think so. So let me ask mm -hmm. uh, ask the follow up, and that is, um, I certainly believe I was introvert and and have those primary tendencies. Now, mm -hmm. I have learned to, to be overcome. more extroverted, uh -huh. and while it's a, a struggle depending on the the venue while it's a struggle to get on the stage uh -huh. once i'm on the stage i feel alive right yeah yeah now yeah. does the reverse happen because i don't identify primarily as an extrovert can right. an extrovert authentically become uh -huh. introverted or is that uh, yes. just a is that just fake no because again if you're brought up in like an American tradition, you are constantly reinforced that extroversion is considered success. So participation class, speaking out, sharing ideas, being a leader, et cetera, et cetera. And meanwhile, you're working hard at home to manage your energy. And so then you can appear to be an extrovert and not realize that you need a lot more downtime and, and that maybe a job that is less like sales is a very difficult job mm -hmm. for uh, an introvert and it's <clears throat> easy for extrovert it's much easier for extroverts what, what i'm asking though is assume you're an extrovert yep if if you are dampened for lack of a better way to put this uh -huh. into an introvert behavior yes isn't that it Sooner doesn't seem to me it comes out yeah somehow mm -hmm. sometimes the and extrovert's gonna just blow yeah 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 Sooner, usually when they get freedom, they learn about themselves, they're self-sufficient, they don't have to depend on other people for approval quite so much, they grow into themselves, yes, they so get to be more genuine. Having now been through a number of grand, great, you know, grand bat babies, uh -huh. having gone through them and watching them, right, because uh -huh. I don't remember my little sister, I was the oldest in my family, that probably, uh -huh. by the way, birth order probably has a lot to do with some of this as well. Yes, it does. Which, yes. which might be a whole nother show because yes. it goes beyond this. Um, I've watched at least the four grandkids and they all tend to be very extroverted, Uh huh. right? Uh -huh. That that. At some point, every one of them was the center of the universe, and <laughs> just ask them. And, <laughs> and I've watched them as they get older modify uh -huh. that. Is uh -huh. it possible that all kids are born extroverts, and then they immediately get these social disruptions or generational training that says, "Don't do that, don't do this." But in fact, at our core, we are all extroverts. Is that possible? That's a, that's a really good philosophical question from my philosophy, philosophy major. 
But my guess would be no. My guess would be that um, to a certain extent, introverts or extroverts know how to get their needs met. And when they're born into the world, they know how to cry, to be fed, to be held, to be changed. And that's the way that they express themselves. But sooner, like really early on, I start to see extroverted two-year-olds. They're the ones where Mm -hmm. there's a crowd of 15 and they're in the center twirling and showing off their, you know, their skirt and showing off their, I don't, toys. And, you know, they want to be at the center of attention and they're doing cartwheels and somersaults and showing off. And very early on, the two-year-old is uncomfortable at their birthday party and they feel awkward with all the people watching them blow out the candle and you you can see it very early on that it's it's too much stimulation for the introvert whereas the extrovert is loving it actually that's a great way to put it the two and i've noticed this with me it's the too much stimulation yes that's when i notice it it's like it's just too much i need to go now yes i we we walked into there's a famous road stop called buckeyes which is kind of like a weird I don't know, convenience store with things you can buy and really nice restrooms. (laughs) And usually we stop on road trips and we stopped this last weekend and it was so full of people just milling around that I beelined for the car and just stood outside by the car. And, um, and I just couldn't get out of there fast enough because the, it's just, it was too much stimulation. It's funny that you say that because, uh, I experienced the same thing in one of my favorite cities of all places, Nashville. Uh-huh. Um, and I love Nashville and I love the sights. I cannot do the the main street, Broadway. I can't do it at night with all those people. I cannot do it. With all the people, it's too much. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not good or bad. Um, you know, introverts or extroverts are not good or bad, but it's really important to know yourself because especially if you're in relationship with other people, they have to understand your level of stimulation. They have to understand your amount of need for alone time. They have to understand that when you throw out a question to them, they're going to need to think about it. Whereas an extrovert is just blah, blah, blah. They just talk all the time, talk to themselves, you know. (laughs) And ideally, Scott, over time, we want to be able to use both we want to be able to be in the middle. So we really do all for balance sake, want to become uh, ambiverts. So, so I'm glad you said that because it's a great way to end the show today. And it is, do you have any tips for people uh, who are introverts and need to be, or want to be, or aspire to be more extroverts and for extroverts who you all know who you are. You're just too, (laughs) you're just too much at times. (laughs) Okay, so for extroverts, because I I think that was more me, uh, stop and listen, give people time to answer your questions before you throw five other questions at them, ask one question, and wait, work on interrupting, reduce the amount you interrupt other people, because some people see that as your lack of interest in them, and can be really offended by that. Um, and make sure you're giving yourself energy and not trying to get it from, you know, being around a lot of other people, right? So that's, you know, work on, work on thinking about things more than blurting them out, especially if you've had any negative in the environment for the introverts, um, look at the thing, make sure you've ruled out fears and any kind of Uh, phobias, like, you know, that those aren't inhibiting you. And if those aren't inhibiting you, that you really are surrounding yourself in in settings that, um, that suit your needs and give yourself a chance to say yes more. So let's say you're, you'd like to develop some more friendships and social support that takes time, especially for an introvert. They, they have a few close, deep friends and that takes time. So dive deep and expose yourself to finding your tribe more often. Um, Ask insightful questions. And if the person doesn't ask you back that same question to get to know you, offer it. Like, don't wait for somebody to ask you back. How was your day? If you've asked them how their day was and you listened, offer up how your day was. Don't don't wait for them to, to ask you back. Just be more present and offering of those things. The person may really be interested and want 
want to hear from you, but they they just forgot that they didn't ask you. Yeah. Um, all great stuff. We're at the end Hope of so. our show here. But <laughs> I, I will tell you what we're talking about today, I think is actually a great lead in for our next week's show. Uh, and next week's show, yeah. folks, is going to be pre-recorded. Um, we've got some calendar conflicts, so it'll be recorded next week. And the reason I say it's a great segue, because a lot of this deals with introspection that we're talking about today, making, you know, getting to know yourself, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I posed the question to Michelle, why don't we do a show on why people are afraid of coaching and therapy? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, because there are a lot of people, right? We're talking today about introversion and extroversion and yes. ambiversion. Uh, and it all begins with, can, do you actually have the tools to make that distinction if it matters yes, to you. Yes. And if you don't have those tools, then why not get a coach or why not get a mentor? Or why not get a therapist? Yes. Um, and I know that both Michelle and I have experienced the situation where people could benefit from that kind of situation, that kind of, of communication and connection, and they're just afraid of it. Mm -hmm. So again, next week, why people are afraid of coaching and therapy, it will be pre-recorded and not live. Um, anything you want to end on Michelle or you kind of did it, but, um, yeah, we did it and we did it well. I just, I just want to add a little funny thing because one of our live listeners said, you know, I'm assuming that this listener is an introvert and they said, this is why I don't have a welcome mat. And I remembered, oh yeah, Brian, my partner is definitely an introvert. He would not let me get a mat that says welcome. Oh, and funny. so I searched and searched and searched and found one that said home. Because he would prefer that it, the mat said, go away. <laughs> so you're not alone funny. if you're out there. Just just own it. And, and you can definitely <laughs> have wonderful relationships with people, no matter you know who's the introvert and who's the extrovert. <laughs> all right. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank those of you who are here live today. Please like, subscribe, share this on your platform. It's what helps continue to let us grow. If you're not a member of our uh, Facebook group, please join that. And that being said, we will uh, see you virtually next week and we will be live the week after that. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. You've reached the end of another episode of Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. If you like our show, we'd love for you to subscribe rate our broadcast, and leave a review. The podcast is for general information only and not intended to be legal or mental health advice, nor the formation of a lawyer-client, nor therapist-patient relationship. Stay tuned for our next episode, and thank you for listening.